At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you are looking live at primetime action with gil alexander and matt brown on vsin the sports betting network Welcome back in. Hour number two, primetime action from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, live from our South Point Sportsbook Studios with Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson. We have Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. A lot of baseball taking place tonight. We've got hockey starting here in just a few minutes. Kelly, unlike last night where I, I tossed you to update us on our one game, I can at least make you do some more work tonight. Yeah, there is, pl- there is plenty. The one that I'm, uh, that's immediately jumping out to me, though, is the uh, 10 to nothing score I'm now seeing. For the Marlins Break in up the those bottom reds. of the fourth. Oh, and, oh, and the, well, Reds and the Marlins. They're, They're very flat tonight, Kelly. <laughs> very Super flat. flat. Looking very, very flat. flat. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, I think uh, you know, it is interesting because from a betting perspective, we rarely ever see coaches say something like that, right? Or coaches, managers in this situation. But uh, I don't think that should ever mean automatically run to the window to bet uh, the other side if they say something like that. It's a, it's I a think little that's great. That is right? great advice for the yeah, young yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, you know. Especially maybe. if the pitcher you have to back is somebody by the name of Joanne Adon. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. Kelly, just to hop in real quick on Adon. Adon yeah. and an ERA tonight going in at 5.9. It's now 6.95. It is incredible how bad that You're guy right, is. Jeff, I, th- I think I could deal about as well as this guy. Sounds yeah, like I, I guess his war is going to be minus one now by the right, end. Of probably, the night. yeah. Uh, live numbers on this game. You could take 10 and a half runs with the Nationals at minus 130 if you'd like. What's the total? Total 14 and a half. Don't you have to bet that game over? And it's 14 e- and a half? only even money to the over. Wouldn't it, don't you have to bet that right now? Come on, Jeff. You I think I'm going to bet that going right tonight. Make I think it. I'm Come on. bet that, actually. Red. I, might, I might get a position player in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's the Todd Wishnev strategy. Yeah. Uh, like, will, will the Nationals score? That that's my question. Red's so, uh, Soto's still in the game. Reds up nine to nothing over the Diamondbacks. That's, that's what I was going to say. Break up the Reds. Oh, yeah. Also in the fourth. This is top of the fourth. Uh, let's see. You can get nine and a half runs with the Diamondbacks minus one thirty-five. Just making a parlay, Jeff. Fourteen and a half. <laughs> your live you total there. Uh, Orioles with a five to one lead over the Cubs. Top of the third inning. The Orioles, minus 550 live. Cubs, plus 360, 12 and a half your total there. Cardinals and Rays scoreless in the third. Live numbers currently off the board. A's with a 2-1 to one lead over the Braves. That game in the bottom of the third inning. Uh, Braves, minus 175 live. A's, plus 145, 9.5 is your live total. Yankees with that 3-1 to one lead over the Twins. Wow, that is still just the bottom of the first inning there. Uh, live numbers for that one, Yankees minus 385, Twins plus 270, 12.5 the total. And Rangers and Guardians scoreless, that game just in the first inning 
though, as well. Um, the NHL game, puck drops here in about five minutes. Uh, we'll see on that, but five minutes is what it's scheduled for. Uh, Lightning minus 170 right now over at DraftKings, minus 185 here at the South Point. You got plus 150 on the Rangers side at DraftKings, plus 165 here at the South Point, so a little bit of a difference there. Five and a half the total, both spots, though, with the under-juiced. We got Kelly, Jeff, last night to make a uh, a, a avalanche team total over, which was just <laughs> – Never a doubt. Like my third <laughs> hockey bet of the year. Well, Never I mean, remember, doubt. remember Kelly, Kelly spurred the Montreal Canadiens one good stretch of the season, if you remember, oh, Kelly, yeah, back, right, in, yeah. back yeah. in February, where, where the Canadiens twice in three nights beat the Maple Leafs as these I ridiculous underdogs. But uh, by the way, we are in on over 14 and a half in the Marlins. Oh, game. That's, so, let's go. So, let's so, go. so we're, 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 we're in there. But, uh, man, I – for this for this game that's going right now, I really kind of go with what I said to Andy. This, this series feels, even though the Rangers are up two games to one, they had the chance to put things away. Up a goal going to the third period with the goalie who has been the best goalie in hockey all year long and who had finally found himself. So I, it just it feels like the Rangers missed their opportunity to KO the champs. They didn't do it. Tampa, that's an aggressive price of minus 185. But I don't want the Rangers, even on a good price, coming back a plus 165. I expect Tampa to win this game. I expect Tampa to win this series. And we get a Colorado-Tampa series when this is all said and, and done. And you can still get plus 120 on a series price for Tampa right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, if, that, if, this, if this would be the time to go, to go in on that. And you just wonder, too, we talk all about the, you know, the rust issues for Tampa with the nine days off. But at the same time, while those, those well, it certainly had an impact on the first two games, you have to think, though, Jeff, as this series goes longer and longer, if it goes past five games here, that also really tilts things toward the Lightning, where you've got you, – you have at least a leg advantage where you've – well, you had the nine days off. Well, maybe it didn't help you out in the first couple of games. That at least that pays things off down the stretch. I, I just wonder it, – it's fascinating, too, how I, I said last night, I was like, wow, the Avalanche are already uh, minus $2 favorites to win the Cup. And I, I, I don't know how much of that is baked into the fact that, well, Rangers have a 2-1 lead. Certainly you figure the Avs would be pretty heavy, heavy favorites against the Rangers. But what do you make a, a line like that if it's if it is lightning and Avalanche? Because I don't know that it would, would it really be a, a $2 situation for the Avalanche. I know they've been – Far and away the best team in the NHL all season, but given the pedigree, given the goalie for the Lightning, and given the surrounding players as well, and, and for Ranger fans, I don't mean to just say, like, let's just, let's just totally discount a team who's up 2-1 in a series. I'm just saying, Jeff, wouldn't you think it would be a tighter line than that, uh, than, than a 225 line we're seeing right now for the Avs? I'm not surprised Colorado's that big of a favorite. Okay. But I will say this, in the waning moments before this game starts, <laughs> that Tampa at five to one is pretty juicy. I mean, yeah. it really is. I know it's shorter than what it was going into Game Three, but you're, you're dealing with the two-time champs. Who, if they're in a Ben, let's look at it this way. The one thing, even though Colorado's roster as a whole is better than both Tampa, especially with no Braden Point, more than likely the rest of his postseason, and now the Rangers. By the way, Strom is not playing tonight, which is a huge loss for the Rangers. The big advantage both New York and Tampa have over Colorado is goaltending, especially with injuries in the mix there in Colorado. Uh, Shesterkin and Vasilevsky are better than whoever Colorado's throwing in net. And that might be something where, again, you have about, well, supposedly nine minutes before this game starts. You may have longer than that. 
But I, I I would consider taking a shot on Tampa at five to one still to win the cup, just because if they get into a series against Colorado, obviously they're not going to be five dollars once that series is made. Right. And number two, like you're you're getting a better goalie. You're getting a better goalie regardless of whoever ends up in. Samsonov obviously had to play in that last series a little bit, and Kemper obviously is still their number one goalie. But Vasilevsky's better than both of those guys. And same I mean, deal with the Rangers. Shesterkin's better than both of those yeah, guys. Clearly. But Colorado, Colorado to me is much better than the Rangers are. Jeff, I think you're right. If you're betting the Lightning tonight, you almost have to be splashing that five to one a little bit. I would I, say, I, 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 yeah, I'd say so, definitely. I, I mean, if you're willing to series price, if too. you're willing to lay minus one eighty with the Lightning tonight, then yeah, take a piece of five to one too. I think that's yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. I just I always think back to and remember we talked about this last year, talking about the Canadians, Kelly, when they were f- plus four twenty five against the the Golden Knights in that playoff semifinal, and just you're th- and I, you know again. Avalanche, would they be minus you know, 250, 300 against the Rangers? Who, who knows if it will get that high? But the point being, th- especially when you talk about goalies and who has the advantage, there is so much variance, so much more variance in hockey that it would, you know, you start getting to a certain price point that you say, okay, taking splashes on these dogs is really, really intriguing here. And I, again, with Colorado, we get how good they have been. It's just with, with Kadri now likely out for the, the entire, it sounds like, as we just talked with Andy McNeil in, in our first hour, likely out of the, uh, f- for the whole postseason, that now becomes uh, you know, an, an interesting angle. So, I don't know. No, but we can't get you on another team total, Kelly. Is that what you're saying tonight? You just No, no, I'm good tonight. You're good, okay. no, good tonight. I'm good tonight. You, you, had, you had a sweat of your life. Uh, yeah, last yeah, that was a sweat. You, Me and you talked for like 10, 15 minutes post-show, yeah. and I think there was all four goals that I needed uh, scored in that amount of time. So it was good. It was you, good. Yeah, you, you get it. And your game, Jeff, uh, your, your, your poor weight continues. Uh, Tigers, Pirates, Jeff, your first run, yes. Our first inning. Yes, run. Now, another rain delay up till uh, 8.35 Eastern. So Just postpone the game. Just, post- Just give me the money back. Let's do it again tomorrow at this rate. Who doesn't love an 8.35 local first pitch at PNC Park on a well, over Over night? under 5,000 there. Oh, under. It's got to be under, under, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's got to be under. Absolutely under. I'll just take a couple minutes. wanted to talk about this earlier in the show, but a lot of golf developments today that, mm-hmm. that bear discussing. Probably, I mean, the biggest one on the large global stage is that Tiger Woods is going to miss the U.S. Open. Uh, so he is, is essentially, he has said today that uh, with his, his body, his recovery after playing in the PGA, uh, and you see uh, the quote right there, needing time to get stronger for more major championship golf. He, he says he does hope and plans to be ready to play in Ireland at a Pro-Am event there and then follow that up with a visit to the Open Championship, uh, which will be next month in July. So he, he said he's excited to get back out there soon. Uh, that is certainly a, a big deal in the U.S. Open, just from the overall uh, viewership standpoint. He was 300 to 1, I, I saw Jeff at a lot of shops. And not really a surprise, right, when, when you consider the way he was laboring so, uh, you know, so difficult. It was, it was so, so hard for him just to get around the course uh, there in Tulsa a couple weeks I, ago. I mean, if you're a Tiger, this makes 100% sense because it's kind of like the theory we got going in the Open Championship. He's playing in one of the courses that he's familiar with, obviously, one of the for him, especially with his legs, one of the flattest places on planet Earth, just about uh, at St Andrews. And the again, old course qualifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the old the old course absolutely qualifies for that. And and if you're Tiger, you just played in basically a U.S. Open style course, like you said at Southern Hills a few weeks ago. Why would why would you yeah. flip around play Brookline, which? is pretty similar, all things considered, at least the way that the USGA is going to make that course up to what he just had to deal with in Tulsa. This makes sense. And also, too, uh, if we see Phil in Brookline next week, 
Who had the Tiger doesn't play the U.S. Open, uh, but yeah. Phil does play the U.S. Open parlay when this is all said. Oh, and that, so that's the other thing with, with the live. Go- At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Off, so Phil Mickelson officially in for the live tour, but at the same time, U.S. Open, they say Phil Mickelson. Dustin Johnson, anybody who's eligible, they're going to be playing. So this, I mean, this ends up, it's going to create a very interesting uh, public, just general public discussion here over the next step. Yeah, and after what the USGA had to say about the U.S. Open today, Jeff, I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't expect Phil. I I expect them to be there at this point. The live. The live golf. We 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 did a deep. I know pre-show Kelly. We were looking at all. There are weird. There's teams. There's weird. The the team names and stuff. It feels like it's uh, it's Harry Potter and uh, whatever sport they played on broom teams being uh, used. That that would be Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah, that one. We went to Mizzou where there was a Quidditch club. All right, Kelly. Oh boy. (laughs) Godspeed to the uh, the live golf tour. We'll see what happens there. All right. When we return, it's time for some prop watch here on primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, where Kelly Bidlin is very confused as to why, uh, as to how and why there was a Quidditch club at uh, Jeff Parles and myself, uh, our alma mater, University of Missouri. But yes, that was a thing, and we just spent the last three minutes explaining it. I got all the so, details. I was just, I was just trying to figure out how you waddle, run around like holding a broom <laughs> between your legs. Like you can't look cool doing that. There's no way. There's no way any human being ever has looked cool doing that. I, you're not you're not breaking any news here. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I can't argue with anything you just you said. All, and you almost did play by play. Yeah, for we had the opportunity. So our, 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 I our, did not have that. Our I radio, just, our, our student radio station, you and I did call games for at one yeah. point or another at KCLU uh, at the University of Missouri. One of one of the games we had an option to do at one point was the Quidditch game. I did not do Quidditch, thankfully, because I would have. I, I, would you have just done the Doc Emmerich? Uh, Flashes it out to the point. Scar. I mean, I, I look. All, <laughs> I mean, I mean no make up terms. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, all I could tell you, like, all I know about Quidditch. Again, I don't know much about Harry Potter at all. But if if the team retrieves the golden snitch, they win. They win the match. That's golden all I know. Snitch. That oh, yeah, is, how does that, that work? So what do you put like a drone up there or something? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was just they legitimately had a gold ball. 
was what they ended up doing, I'm pretty sure. Revolutionary yeah, stuff. Revolutionary at technology. Put it like on like a remote control car yeah. and someone's got to drive it around the whole time? Sounds about right. at, at the Harvard of Boone I, County. I, right? I do like that, actually. If, like, if, if there was actually like, Quidditch matches now, just have to have it going Jeff, around Jeff, I'm here for you. If you need ideas, I'm I here like for you. I like that. That's good. That's, that's real that's, good that's, stuff. That's, that's why that's why they pay you the big, the big bucks. That's here, right. Probably. I mean, Allen Iverson walkovers in tennis. I'm trying to push that heavy. You know, I, I got ideas for sports. <laughs> I had well, I had a great idea for Kelly earlier today of, of a potential golf tour. Instead of the live golfer, you just make golfers play in in basically normal male party conditions where okay. you have to force the golfers to be drinking while on the course, and you just see how they do because it's so hard for anybody to golf. Can I bet John Daly in that right now? I mean, see that? Yeah, that, he would be your odds. <laughs> odds on favorite. Odds on favorite. and then I, I, you know, some there's a fall off somewhere. Uh, like anyway, John Daly minus one thirty, and then it drops down to like Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka at twelve to one. Uh, I saw John. I watched John Daly in person do that at the 2004 PGA. Ripped a cigarette at 7:27 a.m. at Whistling Straits. It was the coolest thing I ever saw. <laughs> and Tiger Woods was in the same group as him. And I was like, Incredible, Mom. Who is that guy? Oh, John Daly. All right. <laughs> With that all uh, in the rearview mirror, let's go to Prop Watch. Talking tomorrow's NBA Finals. That's the best lead into prop watch I think we've ever had on, on prop watch. Oh, totally, action. yeah. If only we had Quidditch props. If only we Sorry. had those <laughs> we'll try for tomorrow. props. Okay, Steph Curry leads the way. 28 and a half on the points. It's funny how we talked about the, just the, the interesting strategy of playing drop coverage for Boston against Steph. Uh, Jeff, four and a half is his three-point uh, field goal makes prop. Uh, meanwhile, so it's interesting to see Clay Thompson still, Mark, giving him some respect there. 19 and a half. Averaging about what thirteen and a half so far, thirty-two percent shooting. We we had this discussion last night. That's been my biggest red flag for Golden State, Jeff, in the series is how you watch Clay and outside of just being able to catch and shoot, he doesn't really look mobile. Looks well less than a hundred percent, and I don't have a whole lot of confidence right now backing him. So those are your top two here for the Warriors. Then it goes down to Wiggins, sixteen and a half. Pool's uh, rebounds off the board, but 12 and a half for Pool after his explosion off the bench the other night in game two. And then you go down to Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, each on the list as well. What, uh, what if anything, excites you about this? Oh, play? you're going to love where I'm going here. I want Looney over a six I, and a half. Oh, I was going to guess the Looney assist, but no. No, I, I want Looney over a six and a half points. Okay. I, and, and I'll say this. In these first two games of this of, of, the, of the finals here, Ben, I've stayed away from anything Andrew Rig- Andrew Wiggins related. I, I don't want anything to do prop wise with Wiggins because I think he, you, they're going to need him defensively. Obviously, if they're going to if they're going to compete in in the series and win yeah. the series, so I've stayed off of Wiggins related props because sometimes it works both ways. And Kelly, you know this. No, no, I I, I completely agree with what you're saying because you know he's going to get the minutes. Right, he's going to get a ton of minutes. But, yes, he has to expend a lot of energy on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. And I think you're just going to see, I mean, whether we're talking points, rebounds, I mean, I guess that's really the only two you'd really look at him for. Points, rebounds, or even threes, I guess. He'd take over, over one and a half threes. I wouldn't hate yeah, that. Yeah, like, but all of those, like all of those, it wouldn't surprise me, Jeff, if you go, if you see over, under, over, under, over, under, right. if you went every other game with him in this series. Right. W- Wiggins, by far, the toughest guy to handicap mm-hmm. on the Golden State side. I-, I like the Looney over six and a half. I think until first. Further notice, I think you have to take Clay under. 
yeah. until he proves otherwise that he can actually move around. And usually, we know how Clay's history has been in these playoff series. It's usually game five, game six is where Clay Thompson really shows up. Uh, 19 and a half is high. I'm surprised it isn't 17 and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I haven't bet that, Jeff, but I'm like, I'm with you. That's There's only one way to play that. You're, you that's can't bet it over. You're just playing under a pass on him right now. I mean, he's, he's getting the shot attempts, but the, I mean, whether it's the it's the course of a long season after the the injuries that he's racked up the past couple of years, it's that combined with the Celtics know that right away that this guy he really doesn't have much off the dribble. We talked about this a little bit last night. Benny's catch and shoot, and as yeah. soon as he catches, they're right up in his face, and he doesn't really have any room to get the, get the shot off. So, I yeah, I Clay would be under a pass for anything. This is kind of overall what we're talking about right now. Is my concerns for the Warriors? Is it feels like Steph Curry's got to go out there and do all the scoring because he's not getting any consistent help and Jordan Poole's a guy I mean I've bet a ton of props on this postseason I think that Golden State still needs to be playing him more minutes I, I know he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a liability on the defensive side of the ball but right now when you look at what they're doing offensively it's just there's nobody else that, that there's that second guy that's giving you consistent points yes you're gonna get you're gonna get the shot attempts still from Clay and Andrew Wiggins just because they're gonna play so many minutes on the court I think that other guy you got to look at it Poole I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, mad at anybody playing over 12 and a half on his point prop. I'm not doing it tomorrow because the Warriors, for whatever reason, continue to play him, you know, in those low 20s with number of minutes. Tampa Bay Lightning strike all Scar! Is that Maroon? One to nothing Lightning. I think it's Pat Maroon. Two minutes, 38 seconds into the game. Pat Maroon gives the so. Lightning a one nothing lead. Man. The, uh, Man. So I, the only prop bet, I do have a prop bet on the Golden State side. This is just a longer shot one. Have some fun with it. But I, I think it has a chance. Forty plus points for Steph Curry. I bet at ten to one. I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. In this kind of series, tell me that doesn't hit once every one out of every ten times. Like I, I I'm totally in on that. I've bet it. I've bet it already a couple times uh, this series. I mean, obviously hasn't gotten there yet. But that, you look at that last game. He's well on his way. If it's not a blowout, he's probably getting to forty. If it's not a blowout, he play, doesn't play a single minute in the fourth quarter. So that, that's the only one I took a shot on at a longer a longer price. On the Golden State side, I hear you with the Kevon Looney one, Jeff. I don't mind that one. I mean, he's six for six from the field last game, but every bucket he's ever going to attempt is usually going to be an easy bucket, right? That's what he's getting. Easy at the basket bucket. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Boston decides what they want to do as far as size on the court. I do think mm-hmm. Boston's going to be able to kind of force Golden State's hand on that a bit more than the than the reverse. We always hear about Golden State wanting to play small, but if they're going to keep trying to play Draymond more um, uh, more on uh, on Brown, on Jalen Brown, then you're probably going to see another big on the court for Golden State. So, I don't know. That could get interesting in Game 3. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw a real, real small ball uh, that the that the Boston Celtics try to play. Love, uh, you're going 10-1 uh, to one prop. Uh, that, that's hey, got to have a little fun with these. Bravo. Right? Uh, what what about the Celtics here? Anything we, uh, we like on this board where Jason Tatum – 27 and a half. I know you're talking, Jeff, how there has been th- some sloppiness with Tatum so far. He is now 11 turnovers away from tying LeBron James' all-time record for most turnovers in an NBA, uh, overall NBA playoffs with 94 back in the 2017-18 season. Uh, so Tatum, 27 and a half. Jalen Brown behind him after a rough shooting night in game two. And to be frank, I mean, basically everybody had a rough shooting night in game two for the Celts. Brown, 23 and a half. And then the guys who had the, uh, the, the two-point outings. Horford, he's back up to 11 and a half. 
Robert Williams, five and a half each points and rebounds. And then uh, Marcus Smart, 13 and a half here. Jeffrey, what are you thinking on this one? Kelly, I'm curious on what you think here because the Derek White numbers are starting to get too high. Uh, you know what? They've increased, Jeff. They're still not high enough for me. They're still not okay. They're so still not high. I already bet. That's it's one of my bets. You're leading me into. I'm over 11 points. On so, so this is the interesting thing because I thought Horford game two points under was as good of a bet as there was mm-hmm. the whole series. That one cashed easily. I thought White under was also good. That one went over with a late three in the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, but the, those are the two guys you have to be looking at here because Horford, you might be you might be able to go alternating with Horford where he has one really good game, doesn't score in the next game. He kind of did this in the Miami series as well. Uh, but but for me, the Derek White number, you're getting to the point. I don't know if 11.5 is the number yet to be blindly going under, but if he has another game where he goes over and that, game goes, that number goes 12.5, that would be the area of being like, all right, these numbers are too high on a guy who we know is not a scorer and is just taking threes. And at some point he's going to have a bad shooting game. That would be the moment to do it. But I think 11 and a half Kelly, I don't mind your play, but I think we're a point away from that number being too high. Yeah, I think it, it I mean, it's getting there. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I mean, over 11, he's hit that in what this is five of his last six mm-hmm. games. Now at this point, the bigger thing with this to me is that you just, the field goal attempts and minutes that he's getting in a smaller ball series. It's a lot. And you can't, that's all you look for. If you're betting a points prop, look for attempts. He got 13 shot attempts up the last game in 30 minutes, 11 in the game before that. I still like, he's got to be one of their third or fourth best scorers. Remember when Derek White couldn't like make a outside basket for like two months? That was incredible. That, that was interesting. All right, when we come back, college baseball talk with Mike Harge on the other side here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge. Draft in two free fantasy golf contests, one classic, and one round four showdown, and compete for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Doers now to play Free. Back with Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Kelly also making sure we had the right pronunciation for doers. And I just happen to know Kelly would be the, the perfect person to ask. For that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot on here I might not be able to get right. But, yeah, but when you, it comes to whiskey, I got you. As, there a, we go. as a graduate of Florida State, spending all those years in Tallahassee. You asked me also Trained. about Florida State baseball uh, earlier, Kelly. They, they did not make Super Regionals. <laughs> you sorry informed to, me of that. Sorry Dang to break it. the news uh, t- t- to you on, on that uh, as we welcome in our, our guest to talk some college baseball. This is a man who is a, a 12-year professional second-round draft pick of the Expos back in 1990. Uh, he is a college baseball TV analyst, both for ESPN Plus and Flow Sports, and a radio host in Austin, Texas, afternoon drive on 104.9. He's Mike Harge. Give him a follow-up. Hardball Harge on the Twitter machine. Mike, it is great to see you. You and I called college baseball first weekend of the season down at the Globe Life Field in Arlington. Feels like that was like two weeks ago. And now here we are, and we're down to six, 16 teams. So we clearly yeah, – we saw, I think, three different teams who are now in Super Regional. So we, you know, clearly our, our, our little vibe there extended to all those teams, obviously. Yeah, they're pretty excited for us to be a part of uh, the season and what is going on with the regionals and the Super Regionals now. We got a chance to see some very talented baseball teams, and now it is time to go after what we like to call the gold, uh, get that championship and hoist that trophy – um, every time I start looking at it and think you got it all figured out, it just doesn't happen that way. 
And and that's why you got to play the games, right? Well, no question. I mean, we saw – and the regionals too, whether it was Stanford last night, down 3-1 bottom of the ninth, ridiculous oh. comeback against Texas State. We, we talked on the show last night just uh, the totals in these games, Mike, how ridiculous the run scoring production has been. I guess, though, at this point, though, yeah, we're down to 16 teams. You probably have to start with Tennessee because they have just been so ridiculously good all season. When a team only loses seven games in an entire 60-game college baseball season – it, it makes sense that they are just an overwhelming favorite right now. In your opinion, is there any team of the remaining 15 that has a legitimate chance to unseat uh, Tennessee at this point as we sit now heading into Supers? Well, they are a team that is very cocky and swaggy. You know, they get they they try to get everybody all riled up. And, and that's the beautiful part about college baseball. But to answer your question, I think, yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, everybody has an opportunity. And – there, one thing you can't do is deal with overconfidence. And I think sometimes Tennessee might have that that overconfidence at times, and they've had to battle back. Now, some of the losses that they had at the beginning of the year may come back later on in the year, and you're going to play against some teams. Like Texas had an opportunity. They played down in uh, in in Houston at the Minute Maid, Shriners Minute Maid Classic, and Texas was one of the few teams that beat them early in the year. So when you start looking at some of these teams, Arkansas obviously is an SEC foe. They've had time against them. And one of the hottest teams in the country that a lot of people really didn't give a chance to be in there is Oklahoma. The Sooners are playing some really good baseball right now. And let's not forget, I know Texas is going to East Carolina. East Carolina is one of the hottest teams as well with uh, what? What are they won? 21 out of 22 games here recently. So they're a hot team. But yes, you're right. Tennessee is the big bully on the block, and that's the part, the team that everybody's got to look at. Let's, uh, Mike. Let's look at the at the super regional uh, odds here that we have here, DraftKings, and, and let's just start with the team out of your neck of the woods. We'll start with Texas. They have to go to Greenville, uh, taking on the eight seeded uh, Pirates of East Carolina. Texas, the ninth national seed, despite having to go on the road here for the super regionals, the Horns are a, a pretty sizable favorite, all things considered. Minus one seventy at DraftKings. Uh, the Pirates of East Carolina at plus 140. Mike, just just what are your thoughts on this uh, best of three series? Well, I mean, Texas has got a team with the National Player of the Year in Ivan Melendez. They've got a bunch of guys that are going to be some draft picks coming up pretty soon at Trey Faltini at shortstop, Eric Kennedy, Douglas Hodo. They're a very talented baseball team. But I look back at the beginning of the season in the preseason polls. Texas started the season as number one. East Carolina was ranked tw- uh, 12th. So this is a pretty evenly matched team. And and I look at that pitching staff for both sides. Texas had a real tough time with their middle relief at the middle of the season. And the last time they went to the East Coast, they didn't fare so well. They had a tough trip when they played College of Charleston. And then they went to South Carolina and they didn't do very well. But then I just brought it up. East Carolina has been on fire one of the hottest teams in the country, 21 out of 22 games they've won. And it's going to be a battle. The biggest thing for me, and I've talked about this numerous times, and, and Ben, you remember me talking about situational baseball. Mm-hmm. This is the time where all the records are out the window. It's who can execute the best. If you can move your guy over, don't have uh, – these are two of the best fielding teams in the country as well. The team that makes the mistake – 
will be the one that ends up losing. And that's why I think this is going to be a fun regional, super regional to watch. Right. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that too, because so it's such the dominant storyline of these regionals were just all the hitting, all the offense. And for these teams, when you're in a four-team double elimination field, the importance of pitching is just so heightened. And we saw some teams really get exposed over this past weekend. Now you go to Supers, where it's a best of three. Certainly, if you have aces, like you can obviously get by. I wonder now, but you talk about some of these intangible things and ability to you know, hone in on the fundamentals. A team like Texas A&M, who has got off to a rough start this year, Jim Schlossnagel, first year as a coach. I know, you, I know you've crossed paths with him over the years, longtime TCU coach completely turns that team around. They get the five seed. Now they're, they, they beat TCU, his former team, in what was just a super emotionally uh, charged game to win that regional 15-9. And now they take on a Louisville team who won their regional but uh, gave up a ton of runs in a couple of games and, and ended up beating Michigan there. Uh, how, do, how do you evaluate that series where you have two teams, two of the top offensive teams in the country, but you obviously have a pretty big coaching edge on one side in Schlossnagel and then a Louisville team that's going to try to run you to death on the base pass? Well, that's the part of it, and I'm glad you brought that up. I got a chance to uh, do Texas A&M after you and I did a couple games together early in the season. I went over and got a chance to watch Texas A&M, and there was no way you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Texas A&M would be playing in this series. Yeah. And they were trying to figure it out. Coach Schlossnagel didn't seem happy. He was just trying to piece everybody together. But like everybody else, and you start looking at all these numbers, the transfer portal – and what it has brought to every single person that's involved in it has brought experience. And you get all these quality at-bats. And let's not forget, a lot of these guys are a lot 23, 24 years old when they're normally playing minor league or in the big leagues at this point. So this has changed the dynamics of college baseball. But I love what you said about the speed of Louisville. They have to find a way to execute in these situations. Texas A&M, older team, more experienced as far as games played together now and being able to piece these guys out. But you got to look at a pitcher like Micah Dallas. What is Micah Dallas going to bring in this big game situation for uh, the College Station Super Regional? I really like what Louisville has done, but you're right. Schlossnagel's uh, experience will play a huge part in what happens this weekend. Mike, the most evenly lined series here is North Carolina and Arkansas. North Carolina is a very slight favorite with home field in Chapel Hill against the Hogs. Arkansas just bombarded their way through Stillwater. 44 runs in four games, winning that regional, uh, uh, mainly over Oklahoma State, beating them in the final yeah. game. Uh, just what are your thoughts here on two teams that at least in the betting markets are seemingly very equal? Yeah. <laughs> This is the one that is the most intriguing, which is why I continue. When you brought that up, I was looking at those lines and I was like, that's why this one is so intriguing because Arkansas was a team that everybody thought was one of the top ranked teams. I, I told you, I went back to the beginning of the season. They were ranked number two and North Carolina. Wasn't even ranked at that time. Uh, Arkansas has a lot of talent, but none of them were able to get to that level. Every week, you kept wondering if this was going to be the week that Arkansas was going to take off. You thought that, hey, here we are. Now we go through that regional, and yes, you brought up all the runs that they scored, but look at what Oklahoma State did mm -hmm. in that region. So the pitching is a major part, what Ben brought up about the pitching staffs. This is going to be a game of execution. They have so much talent on Arkansas that you haven't 
seeing come out of the woodworks. They got a lot young. They got a lot of young players, but they have to show up and why they were the preseason number two team. Again, he is Mike Carge. We had so much fun, Mike. You, you and I at, at Arlington at Globe Life started the season. I know you've had a chance to come out here, check out Circa. We got to get you out here again, man, because we had a lot yeah, of fun I'm, in, in hey, Dallas. We need you back here. I'm ready. I'm ready to Let's come out there. Right. Yep. But every time I come in there, y'all like to take all my money. Now, that's the, you got to take that up with uh, with Derek Stevens over at Circo. Okay, not us. All right. We're we're just here trying to live the good life. I follow him at Hardball. Hard does an outstanding job. TV analyst for ESPN Plus, Flow Sports for college baseball, and check out uh, the show Afternoon Drive in Austin. Uh, there on 1049. Always a pleasure, Mike, to have you along. Thank you so much for the time. We'll catch you up soon. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right. Absolutely. Yet last night, he, Mike was talking about that Arkansas-Oklahoma State game. Total open 12 and a half, mm-hmm. closed 18 and a half. <laughs> Final score, Arkansas 7, Oklahoma State 3. So, <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of runs, and then in some games it just kind of went flat. Uh, we'll update all the scores. Speaking of runs, a lot of runs being scored in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about all those next here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, he'll break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL offseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Back with Jeff Parles and Kelly Bidlin. I'm Ben Wilson. Great to have Mike Harge on the uh, program talking college baseball. I, I, Texas A&M minus 140. Is- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The one, for those who are interested, the one super regional I am looking at, that is the one team that intrigues me. And just a reminder here for those new to this sport, the, the cities here of the Super Regionals, that is the host site. So these are all, one team is getting to host these best of threes. Uh, so keep that in mind with, uh, with the way the odds are, are fired up here. But at Texas A&M, when you have a veteran coach like uh, Jim Schlossnagel and they have better pitching depth, two teams that are super offensive-minded, I think that's a totally fair number. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of value in general on this board in, in particular, Jeff, with the way some of these teams have been, uh, have been jacked up with the price. But 
I think A&M is – these are two pretty evenly matched teams. A&M is just the, the better team, has a better coach, has better a better bullpen against Louisville, a team that got uh, battered against Michigan, was fortunate to get out of that regional alive yesterday. So uh, that'll, that's probably going to be my one play. Haven't fired anything yet, but uh, looking at A&M there, minus uh, 140 in the Supers. You, you don't have anything on the Magnolia State battle? No. <laughs> you have nothing on the Hattiesburg Super? <laughs> I mean – it's like Ole Miss, uh, who it's the class. Like we see this in college basketball all the time. We've seen, I mean, how many years have we seen a team that should probably should not be in the field of 60, 64 now, 68 go on a run. get in and go on a run. Ole Miss was that team in college baseball this year, but the, and you and I both covered the sec for many years. It is unlike any other baseball conference. It is so, so deep and Ole Miss, they were basically the last team in the field and they just obliterate their way. I, had, I was on Ole Miss last night, as we, uh, we, Kelly and I had talked about, beat uh, Arizona, knocked them out, they get through. And they're, look, even though they're, they're the only unseeded team, uh, them in Arkansas, alive right now, Ole Miss is the rightful favorite against uh, Southern Miss, who is hosting that regional there down in uh, Hattiesburg. Yeah, I, I look, I, I, it, well, you mentioned Arkansas. Arkansas, of course, is, uh, like like Mike said in the last uh, segment, Arkansas was a preseason top five, a team that a lot of people thought was going to could potentially win the title this year. And now, of course, in a coin flip series. Uh, also, don't forget the Connecticut Huskies also unseeded here. You thought's right. I'm that, sorry. Uh, that, UConn. That, uh, that's still alive uh, after getting through College Park, Maryland with a uh, – the help of one of the worst calls I've ever seen in a that baseball was game. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Did you see that, Kelly, last night? No. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. A little dribbler down the, the first baseline, essentially, and they called they and on a play where the runner going to first was clearly safe. Yeah. The throw was I mean, he was already on the bag as the throw was coming to the first baseman, and the umpires somehow called him out for runner's interference. Like and oh, in man. no world was it even close to runners interference. And I didn't even, well, not only that, he was already on the bag. He, the he, ball he, wasn't he, even to the first baseman. He, he was 10 feet past the bag by the time the ball yeah. got there. No, it, oh. it, 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 it was vintage. It was vintage baseball umpire trying to get his foot in the game in some fashion. Uh, but it, yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it was gross, especially if you back Maryland. That was uh, gross. Through, yeah. through those the games. T- the Tennessee outfielder like flipping the bird at er, the Tennessee batter flipping the bird at all the outfielders as he <laughs> rounded the bases. It's like, okay, are you trying to be the most unlikable no, but, team but in they, history? That, that's what Tennessee is with Vitello now there as their as their head yeah. coach. Uh, they, they're they're playing the role of the heel, and they're pretty darn good at it, as we've talked about. Uh, as far as yeah, so that that is the college baseball super regionals. Most of those, I believe, it is Thursday. Those get underway. Best of three uh, series there. The eight winners go to Omaha next week for the College World Series. As far as some updates here around uh, around first the ice and then uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Lightning that Pat Maroon goal that is still standing at this moment. One nothing to the Lightning. Four oh seven to go first period, and I am seeing Jeff them right now. Uh, they are in the, uh, let's see, where is our live number on that? Had it a second ago. Uh, looks like they are now into that $3 uh, live live favorite range. Up, up yeah, to minus, 370 minus $3.70 yeah, Went from $3 to, uh, to $3.70. Uh, total here still sitting at, uh, it was 5.5 pregame, now down to 5. Little juice to the over there. Uh, it's minus 130. You unfortunately got some bad news on your first oh inning. Bet. So what? tell us what happened in uh, Pitt, So this Pittsburgh. game has been delayed. For almost two hours, it looks like they're going to play with a start at 9, 10 Eastern, so we're 20 minutes away. But here's the problem now. So I was expecting Peralta, who has had a very nice start to the season for the for the Tigers, but I think that's a little bit fluky. Instead, I'm going to get stuck with the Tigers now deciding, oh, we're going to throw Tariq Skubal, who's oh. been great this year so far. 
I, 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 what are you going to do? And it's, so, of course, brutal. Of course, those first inning bets are always, are always just action, regardless of who the starter is. You can change the starter 20 times and your bet is still uh, valid there. So, what are you going to do? Again, hopefully, uh, Hopefully the, the Tigers can take advantage of Jose Quintana in the top half. So, but, uh, again, a battle of two pretty bad teams here. The Tigers, I, everyone points to the White Sox in that division, and probably so, being the biggest disappointment. But the Tigers being as anemic offensively as they are and being a team that is 12 games under 500, closer to the Royals than they are to uh, – to third place Chicago right now in that division. That has been a disaster so far there in Motown. Uh, I, I would say so. And uh, I'm seeing, looks like, uh, yes, no, at least at circuit, Jeff, uh, first inning, the yes, plus 108, no, minus 128. So not as bad as we maybe you maybe thought. You had plus one. It's a shame. If I had plus early. 130, I'd be able to completely buy out. You, you, you would be able to buy <laughs> I would say with the, with the Tigers, how about the Javi Baez signing? One terrible. 198, as booting balls all over the place in the field. Eduardo Rodriguez, so I was I was really high on Erod coming in. Felt like his numbers in Boston, he certainly pitched above what his actual raw numbers ended up being. Felt like going to Detroit, Pitchers Park would, would work out great for him. And he's on the I.L. right now. He had a, a big dip in fastball velocity, his final start before hitting the I.L. Not exactly a good sign for a, a well-traveled lefty, Jeff. And, I mean, he's sitting with a, an ERA near five. Uh, yeah, if you're the Tigers, a, a team that at least was projected to be you know, maybe not a serious contender, but you know, win total in a respectable spot, at least in, in the upper 70s, and you know, nearing 500, 21 and 33 right now. You see, uh, you see how the ROI not exactly kind uh, there to the uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, Jays up two nothing, bottom of the third on the Royals. So that that we're what we're now at, uh, I think 12 straight innings where the Royals have failed to score or under at 10 innings in this series. So that, uh, that I have that Royals team total under three and a half. And Alec Manoa continues to uh, just mow opposing uh, hitting as well. And then your live bet, Marlins 12, Nationals 1, top of the 7th. You have in-game over 14 and a half. Are we getting a position player? We got a sweat coming. If we get a position player, I feel good about getting there. But I have an opportunity now. Uh, your guy, Richard Blyer, has uh, created a little bit of a mess here. Ooh, okay. So Cesar Hernandez is up with a 2-0 count and runners at the corners. So... Got a shot here. Maybe Hernandez can hit one in the alley and we get a two-run double and we don't have to sweat at all. But more than likely, because this is what this show is when I'm on it, Kelly, there will be a sweat at some point. Oh, yeah. There will yeah, be a sweat. we got a solid Pearl sweat going. I think what, the Pearl the, sweat came. Remember, you remember the last time, I think, Jeff and I, we hosted the show together, Kelly? It we was had the that, Boise State yes, game. Yes, it was the in-game <laughs> in first half under that I made at the under four media timeout of a, what was it, Boise State and San Diego State? Sure, yes. Yeah, and we needed, remember, there was a ridiculous four-point play that, that got the game to within two, and we needed to sweat out the final two possessions of the first half. And <laughs> unlike anything I've ever been a part oh, of. Oh, that was that was that awesome. Was that was awesome for a lot of reasons because the guy legitimately, whoever it was on Boise, legitimately chucked the ball from beyond yeah, his head Dave, like that Dave at Man the end style. of the shot clock and somehow made the shot. Oh, was, yeah, that, that game. Now that was, I remember. It was that game. Now I remember. Pearls, Pearls. I legitimately almost fell out of my chair when the guy made the shot. <laughs> It was, it was good stuff. Farrell was running back uh, imitations of that shot over and over again during breaks. Yeah, I will never forget that. Actually. That was 
That was truly. Uh, tr- He's truly like he shot it like this. He shot. I'm like, but no, Jeff. I didn't see it live, but like nobody shoots a basketball. Like, I saw the replay later. Oh. I'm like, now Jeff did a he did a big up job describing that. It was, it was just like that. Was a, that was a sight to behold. That was wow. That was March, and it's now June 7th. So where I mean, where where, where is the time going? Uh, as far as the games underway right now, with any sort of uh, upsets brewing, the one probably the big r- result that's sticking out here, Jeff, mm-hmm. and in general, the Baltimore Orioles have. We, they were presumed to be, and they had the lowest win total of anybody in the, you know, what, the 63 and a half range after winning, I think it was 59 a season ago. They're all over Keegan Thompson, who's had a really nice season so far for the Cubs, but 7-2 bottom of the fifth is a, a home dog tonight. Uh, Oriole bats, really, really, really been solid. They just haven't had the pitching to back it up this year. Yeah, well, uh, assuming Baltimore holds this lead, they're going to be 500 at home. So they've been a pretty reasonable bet on at Camden Yards this year, and especially... Uh, Look, they've been able to take advantage of the new dimensions, even with it being, again, ridiculous that they made it as far as they have in left field. They've been able to hit enough. And and look, at at some point, Ben, in the near future, this is a team that will be able to compete. The problem that they have is they're in the toughest division in all baseball. That is kind of a problem because I mean the Yankees are mashing. Yankees up four two now. Another another base knock for Aaron Judge, who has already hit a homer and just drove in another run. He continues to uh, to do pretty well. Blue Jays. Rays, Sox, all that. Uh, that is two hours in the books for primetime action. We'll welcome in Drew Dinsick, talk some NBA next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 